to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to discuss an article that was linked in the October issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Manure Stockpiles, Mind Your Manners. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Todd Whitney, who's a Nebraska Extension educator focused on cropping systems and water. Thanks for joining me today, Todd. Hey, thanks, Darren. It's good to be with you. Uh, Todd, we have not had you on the Beef Watch podcast before, so before we talk about the topic today, tell us just a little more about yourself and where you're based in the state. Well, I'm an extension educator based in Holdridge, Nebraska. I'm a cropping systems educator uh, working with irrigators, but also with cover crops and in the forage management group, but, but also I'm part of the statewide team for manure management. And that's the focus of the article you wrote. And Todd, just tell us a little about the article and, and why you're focused on it. I think this is the time of year when we start to see quite a bit of manure hauled out to field edges and anticipation of spreading it through the winter. You talk about some some principles that we need to remember when we do that. And I thought they were really applicable for this time of year. Yeah, I think a lot of times it should be common sense uh, that we talk about manners and mind your manners. Many times we just need to put ourselves in the shoes of other people and think about, well, how can I be a good neighbor? How can I help on odor issues or runoff? And as far as the locations go, we do have a state regulatory group, uh, and we work with them as far as our Nebraska team. work with the Nebraska Department of Energy and Environment, and what we do is we do have regulations for those that are in the CAFOs, and those are the ones where we have concentrated animals. So if there's a large scale, uh, then there are regulations in place, uh, such as setbacks of how far away you have to be having manure stored, which would be 100 feet away or 35 feet away from a water source that has a vegetative buffer. It is a little less if you don't have a permit of recommended 30 feet, but there's also uh, recommendations that we have. Even if you're not one of the larger scale operators of livestock, if there is manure that is brought out to the field, we recommend having at least a thousand feet barrier between where the manure stockpiled on the edge of the field and where the home is. So we do ask that uh, people try to be conscientious of that. Think about it as being a win-win. We do know that manure is an excellent way to get nutrients onto the field. And it's just a natural part of raising livestock that you're gonna have have this as a byproduct that comes out of the animal. And so we do think that there can be a, a good part of people that want to have manure for building up their soils and all the beneficial effects. We have lots less runoff when we're using manure in proper amounts when we put it on the field than what you get with commercial fertilizer. And so we do think that there's a, a place to be and respectful of how do we make this work so that you know the neighbors are still happy and it's also good for producers. Uh, Todd, as we think about just the whole process of this, you already mentioned, you know, think about your neighbor, thinking about uh, how it might look to them, where it's positioned in terms of on the field edge, uh, trying to stay, you know, a little more than 300 yards from a home. Uh, just talk through some things to think through as far as a public perception of where you stockpile manure at field edge and, and some things to be aware of with that. Well, we use the phrase, you smell with your eyes. And how do we come up with that? Well, often if people can see it, it can be an eyesore to them. So if we are uh, 
being aware of the neighbors. Uh, we don't want to leave that stockpile there for a long period of time. Ideally, trying to have the stockpile less than three days or a week uh, in that location, sometimes it can be longer, and that's where you need to have good communication with your neighbor, uh, making sure that they're okay with that. Maybe check in with the neighbor if there's going to be a big event they're going to be having. It wouldn't be polite to put a big manure stockpile if they're going to be having a a big key event in their family coming up and so uh, it's helpful to have that communication uh, have it in a well-drained area it's going to be more of an issue if it's harder to get a compacted zone we usually say well-drained is helpful if you have a sandy soil it's more susceptible to nutrient leaching um, but if we can get into maybe a compacted area maybe where they've naturally been having trucks that they've been filling up uh, during the grain harvest and it's compacted the soil uh, clay soils are excellent because uh, many times they compact pretty easy. And so we want to seal so we have less likelihood of having runoff come. If there is a chance you're going to have maybe some runoff that's going to come off, then maybe think about putting up a two or three foot tall berm on the down slope uh, to where the pile is. But again, think in terms of if there was going to be a wind that came up and it started blowing, is there a chance you're going to have manure odor that's going to come off the pile and even think about the day you're spreading it or are you going to have a rain event uh, that's going to happen soon after or just a little bit ahead of uh, because sometimes that can spark a little bit of cloudiness that can hold some of those odors down close and so spreading it on a field ahead of a big event could be a negative when it comes to negative uh, relations with the neighbor. Todd, what other things would you encourage folks to remember in terms of being a good neighbor as they think about hauling, stockpiling, and spreading manure this fall and winter? Well, some of it, I mean, the biggest complaint that the NDEE gets is when it comes to odor from manure piles or from manure applications. So keep in mind that sometimes there's a transferring of the responsibility uh, if the manure is picked up by the landowner and they come out and they actually pick up the manure and then take it to their farm and then they pile it there. The CAFO operation or the uh, concentrated animal feeding operation, if they are the ones that are delivering the manure to the field as a stockpile, then they still haven't transferred the responsibility yet. So, so it, it can be one of those regulatory issues that says, okay, well, who is responsible if there's a complaint? But again, keep the, the communication lines open. Think in terms of, well, let's try to make it good for everyone and let's try to, to be efficient about how we're applying the manure, applying the correct amounts, trying to think about, well, when would be the best timing to put it on and what can we do to, to make it so that it's less likely that we're going to have this odor that might move off of the field. In some cases, uh, if you can actually incorporate it in, it does re require less time for the manure uh, odor issue to be a problem. Well, Todd, thanks again for joining me today. Appreciate you taking the time to write this article. Hey, you're welcome and thank you and have a great, great fall. Well, for more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, you actually can find this article at the water.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article, Manure Stockpiles, Mind Your Manners.